This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Luca Nation, welcome back. Another episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns, and we're gearing up for uh, for a show at Chantilly. So hopefully we'll see a I'm lot excited, of you guys man. there. I know you are. Get to talk to some of your favorite athletes of all time. I hope. That will be pretty sweet. Mariano? Yeah, take a step back and think about that. It really doesn't matter who. Like that list is amazing. If I could talk to anybody on that list who's signing autographs, it's pretty cool. Like I, I mean, you know, it's a it's a cool thing, right? I mean, we are we're talking sports cards. We get to talk to some of the guys who are on the cards. That's I, I enjoy that. That's that's pretty cool. cool Mariano stuff. is your guy. Are you gonna bring uh, oh, one of the moment cards? I'd love to talk to Mariano. Well, I, I don't know what I'll bring. I'll have to go look. I have to go look through the stuff and see what I have. Dom Mattingly would be cool. You know, that would be a cool one for me just because, you know, I grew up a Yankee fan when it wasn't that easy to be a Yankee fan. Um, kind of like today where it's not that easy to be a Yankee fan because the Astros. James 2 is the most important. Joe Torre always says that. Dude, history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. And sometimes we quote each other, which is amazing. I love it. I'm glad that sunk in. I'm glad that sunk in. And it's even more important in this series. Why? Because game two is in Houston. If the Yankees happen to take it, it's a split in Houston. And we have our ace in game three. Cole he is not an ace. That's our ace. He's been, he's been fantastic in the playoffs here. He really has. He, and he led the American League in strikeouts this year, I think, again. It's funny how the narrative is spun that way about, like, who's a choker and who's a good pitcher. Verlander's the goat. Season. Did you see that pitch? You know that's Verlander's first postseason win since 2019? We had COVID. He's a garbage. No, dude, they've been – we played them in 19. We played them in 20. We played them in 2022. I mean, like – He's been crap recently in the playoffs. He's a great pitcher. Blasphemy. That was erroneous. I'm be, no, take a look. He, Verlander is not. It's funny how this stuff. Verlander is not, at least not recently. He has not been, you know, like the the most fantastic like, pitcher. And you, those, you know, those I'll, I'll throw another the, one out there, right? Those who Before, write the books create history. I mean, yeah, the, those who have the gold make the rules. I mean, this is what they say. That's the golden rule. So think about this. Take this last start with Max Scherzer out. Right, because he just had a bad start for the Mets against San Diego. Before that, Max Scherzer, I say that name. What do you think? As like a he's a big game pitcher, right? He won for he won for the Nationals, right? He won a World Series. He's the guy you go to. Garbage playoff stats. Take a look at his stats. It's just it's funny how it works. They won that series, the Nationals, in spite of him. Strasburg had great starts and won the MVP that year. So it's fun stuff, man. It's fun stuff. I don't want to talk about ba- baseball, but you could, you could see that I'm dying inside as you're talking. Well, about today baseball. is an interesting day because I don't know how many times this has happened. Maybe less than thirty it's ever. Once a year, it's like October twentieth. They're all four major sports have a game today. Ping pong, pickleball, <laughs> pickleball. yeah, pickleball, badminton, pickleball. water polo. I knew you'd sneak pickleball into this one. I knew you'd sneak pickleball into this one. No, but all four because I think it's two NBA games. The Yankee playoff game is today. There's a full slate of hockey games. And um, 
there is an NFL Thursday night game. It doesn't, it does not happen that often. I mean, it'll probably become a little more frequent because, you know, baseball is being pushed further back into, you know, into basketball season now and baseball will be like over, you know, this they're is going to play the world series in the Caribbean. They're going to hit up uh, Cuba or uh, Dominican Republic <laughs> and finish the world series there. Cause it's going to be snowing. <laughs> I'll end baseball with this. Today is would have been Mickey Mantle's birthday. He was born in the 30s. He'd be like 90 years old, 91. But I, I, if anybody wants to take a look at my Mickey Mantle 1952 tops, it's my 500th post ever on Instagram. Like a little ceremonial thing there. I don't know. I looked up yesterday and I made a post and it said 499. I was like, oh, I better be mindful about what my 500th post is. So I posted Nick, my Mickey Mantle 52 tops on Mickey's birthday. 500 posts for the sixth player to ever get into the 500 home run club. Take a look. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's fun stuff. And I asked a question of you guys, you know, what, this is like a coffin card or a card you take to your grave. As a matter of fact, I put in the post Ian already says that it's his, <laughs> but what's that card? What's the card you chased when you were a kid? I, I mean, when I grew up in the eighties and I collected, this was the card. Like I remember where I saw my first one in person still. And it was like a cool card. I'm lucky enough to have traded and sold and flipped my way up to get this card during, you know, I was collecting early enough. Only, job's not finished. You're only halfway there. That's right, a five, I not a I yeah, I know. I know what you meant. Job's I, know not finished. You meant. I did put in there. The only way I would get rid of it is when I upgrade it. So I did, I did put that in there. I did. Do you think the whole coffin card is like, uh, it's like a question behind a question. Like really the, the only coffin card is if you're successful enough that you don't have to sell. Right, yeah, like pretty much, yeah. That's it's like if I do so well in other parts of life, I'm gonna have a ton of coffin cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just just decorate it, like you know, like King Tut. Just get buried with all your treasure and stuff. Yeah, why the hell not? Because push comes to shove, like I don't think anyone's going to go into their coffin with a card. They're like, I need money to eat. Yeah, I mean, not when they're dead. They're not hungry anymore. But yeah, I, true. <laughs> so Very true. All right, no more baseball. I'll scare you. Let's talk. No, no, People, um, there's some people that are like a little bit aggressive with me on Instagram about like the whole baseball is dead thing. Uh, <laughs> like I, I made a story post with They're a baseball player them. in it and they replied, wait, what are you doing? Isn't baseball dead? That's you know, so by the way, I- ignoring people is actually a response. I'm, I've learned that not everyone needs to give a response. I mean, it depends on what they're saying to you. I mean, sometimes I respond, is that you, mom? But that being really mean. And I think it's my mom, one, one of her burners. The joke's know? on them because they don't know how much you disdain that woman. That's why I say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say it. I'm like, oh, that's They're like, like, oh, he must like me. No. I've only, I've only been spoken to. I'm going to your house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I've only been spoken to. We're going to Chinese food for, for the holidays. Mom. Exactly. That's right. Oh, you want a Thanksgiving? I think I might go to Vegas. You know, I may go go hang out with strangers. Have you ever time. thought of, like, let's say you hypothetically invite her over, and Ian creates a maze of Legos. So she has to take our shoes off at the door, and she has to. There is a minotaur in the center of the labyrinth that she has to fight. Yes. Do you know what a minotaur is? Yeah, it's Pokemon. Right. No, it's Greek mythology. Right. All right, it's close Epic, enough. Pokemon and Greek mythology kind of the same. They kind of the same. <laughs> what titties? What? What did you Epic say? Titties. I don't know. Oh, just I like don't a know. philosopher. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know what? It's funny. Like back then, they call them philosophers. Today, they call them stoners. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's people who contemplate things for a long time. Exactly. Philosopher. Yeah. A stand up philosopher. I coalesce the vapors of human emotions. Oh, wow. Socrates. Yeah. Really good stuff today. It's like, go get a job, dude. So <laughs> of this. Yeah. I mean, listen. And now Uber Eats is going to deliver weed. Forget about it. Forget I about that. It. I saw it. Was it Florida? Maybe was it Florida? I think it was Florida. Gas stations are going to start to sell weed in 2023 in Florida. So you're you're just you're just going to you're going to be filling up your tank. I got to tell you, man. Florida <laughs> does it right. It's the wild, wild east out here because the <laughs> other shit already from gas stations. This is this is just vertical integration for them. This is easy stuff. I mean, this is like, hey, you're you're already hit giving us the hard stuff. Let's go. We need it for we need just some for the just the, for the everyday folk now. Right, right, might as well, right? It's like, hey, we know we know this place could sell national treasures. You might as well just get easy. some chronicles. Easy. Let's get some chronicles going here. Easy, easy. So yeah. what's good, man? What's Chronicles, uh, get it. I gotta tell you, I'm in a stage right now where I'm much more two ears and one mouth, more listening, learning than. Mm-hmm. Even like I come on and I, I, we obviously have a responsibility. We made a commitment to do a show every day. So I do want to bring my best, but it's, I've never been through a cycle and economic period like this. So a lot of it is like, Hey, you know, I'm learning what's going on. What's this person saying? What's that person saying? So I'm actually watching a lot more content, um, stacking slabs, really someone Instagram is such a weird beast, man, because you know people are out there, but we also know the algorithm only shows 10, 20, 30%, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, and this is why reposting and sharing your friend's content is so important. I knew Stacking Slabs. We've had Stacking Slabs on. He's had us on. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen his content on our feed for a while until he did that, like, uh, the journey of a collector in seven stages. Now, is it all right? Is it all wrong? Who knows? Everyone could look at that and have different opinions. But I thought that was really cool to kind of just – Take what you have in here and verbalize it. And I wouldn't have seen that if it wasn't for other people screenshotting and sharing stories. And I think we, um, you guys, the audience out there, I hope you guys realize the responsibility or maybe the opportunity you guys have by just going that little bit of an extra inch, commenting, sharing, subscribing, screenshotting, uh, doing a post being like, these people do it well. It's actually, it's, it's our currency in today's day and age. It's this attention. It's this, you know, friend tells a friend tells a friend. So I hope you guys keep doing that. I've been seeing a lot of people resharing content and stuff like that. So it's uh, the audience has a big opportunity. They really do. So one of my favorite things is when somebody makes a post and it's like, these are my favorite content providers and we somehow crack the top 10. It really is like, you wouldn't think like, all right, we, we got 20,000 people listening and watching over a week. But I actually pay a lot of attention. I'd, I'd ask them to go one step further because content creators, it takes time to do this. I would appreciate if they would say, these are my favorite and this is what I like. Oh. That, or, hey, this is an episode and here are a few things that they've done. And Hey, here's a Stacking Slabs episode where he talks about this. And here's a cr- crossover from 2020 that Chris and, uh, and uh, Josh did that might apply today. Go that extra mile because obviously like, you know, marketing companies have multi-million dollar payrolls most of these content creators don't so time stamping and bookmarking and all that stuff it, it, the audience can really help they really could i made a, a story post today that was a pickles i yes. might yeah i might as i am talking about that one i might as well have 
asked people if they were Republicans or Democrats. It was the battle lines on pickleball are drawn, man. Wow. Like, I got I got very like I got a lot of people commenting like, oh yeah, I was thinking it as soon as I saw that. You know, now that my great aunt Tilly is talking about pickleball, you know it's ridiculous now. Or I got, wow, I was wondering what the hell, why is every sports person buying pickleball? And then but then on the other side. I got a lot of people telling me how great pickleball is. It's you know, really it's fun. a good sport. It's fun. You could play with your 70-year-old dad and your 13-year-old niece. Our friend AC, big pickleball supporter, sent me a message about Eight? playing, <laughs> playing, playing that, pickleball. That would, that's actually a cool sport that you can implement in like um, at national yeah. and have like a competition right there. Like Like basketball, you're like, oh, you have to go travel to the other side of Atlantic City to shoot hoops. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. if you have, like, a pickleball court or two in the middle. No, I guess somebody I... told me exactly that. They're like, go to Walmart. Two paddles, a ball, 15 bucks, easy. You don't have to – it's less than the cost of a basketball. I go more than a wiffle ball, though. So, so I Kate, like a pickleball. Like, <laughs> first uh, interaction I had with wiffle ball, so I, we played badminton our whole life. Badminton is, like, the the sport at, like at, – uh, What's the little thing called? The little thing you hit. Birdie. 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 Um, a lot of you guys that listen to Patrick but David will actually enjoy this story. So when I moved here to Florida, let me even backpedal. When I was in Vail and we were having those behind the scenes conversations of like joining a network, you know, coming under someone's umbrella, et cetera, et cetera. PBD, Valuetainment was looking for talent, right? And we reached out. We're like, hey, you love cards. We'd be a perfect fit. I'm moving to Boca. So we talked to a guy named Gerard. Gerard is the guy that directed Mafia States of America, Okay. With Sonny Franchise and uh, no, with Mike Franchise and uh, the Bulldog, Sonny, you can help me out with this. Jimmy Marsala, Sonny no. Franchise, and Jimmy Marsala. No, but uh, Mike Franchise and, and I can't think of him, but you guys will know. Sonny is like the Bulldog; he's the fighter of the mafia. Anyway, Gerard directed that, and Sonny, he was on the DVD a Bulldog account. of the mafia. I'll, I'll, you could look him up. You're on a computer. You could. So anyway, me too. I had a call with him. Got to know each other. It didn't go anywhere, but I moved Sunny to red? Boca. Sunny black? <laughs> you moved to Boca. You did you had the call. He's looking it up. Sunny the Bull Gravano. Thanks, Kate. No, that's Sammy. Sammy the Bull. Sammy the Bull. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm doing this on the fly. I don't have a teleprompter. He's from Staten Island. Like, I, I know that guy's family. I'm... Oh, <laughs> it's not, his name's not Sunny though. Um, content team, come in and clip that, please. Um... <laughs> So anyway, I moved to Boca and I hit up Jared. I was like, hey, I'm in Boca. Like, you you want to like, grab a, a drink or something? They're like, talk. He's like, yeah, come to the beach. We grabbed the beer. And he's like, yeah, you play sports? I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you want to play pickleball? So we went and we played pickleball for the first time. Dude, it was so much fun. It's like tennis and badminton kind of together. It's uh, the rackets are like kind of like big ping pong rackets, but with wiffle ball. Guy got rocked. Guy got rocked. It, 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 no shot. And I, I was like, dude, I could be pretty good at the sport. No lie. That was my I heard it's like tennis for old people. Yeah. It's oh. shifty. Like, it, it's – I don't <laughs> My think most common a... refrain to the people who were defending pickleball was they're like, it's an easy sport. What's your favorite sport? I, and I told them napping. Well, <laughs> like – so I'll give you an example. There's this whole generation of college athletes that are, are after college. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, think about the evolution. Like, Maybe 50, 40 years ago, 
you'd go to high school and like half of the people go to college. You're leaving college. Like half the fucking world is a college athlete at this point. Cause they have so many different sports. Mm-hmm. All of those people want to play sport, but like, I don't know if you've ever seen like football after college, like when people are out of shape, it's just ACL tears. Soccer after college is just chaos. It's just people who want to be and are way too competitive and way too physical for their good. But then you have sports like pickleball where it's like you could kind of play that at any age competitively, still compete and like, hey, I beat you. I'm better than you. But without all of that, like injuries, headaches, all that other stuff. So is it is it like because it's outdoors you could play like what's wrong racquetball racquetball squash like you know there are courts I mean they had their just... time squash like Drexel was really good at squash Drexel hosted like the squash like tournament in like 2010 when I was there right but so I, I, what's the appeal of pickleball you could play it outside you can't play racquetball outside I, mean, I think they're all the ball? same I think they're all the same appeal okay, all right okay pickle it's just weird. I just this is gaining steam, and maybe badminton didn't gain steam, but it's it's the same. Like you could, it's, it's easy to play. Game. Yeah, this has pickles, that has shuttlecocks. Yeah, like it's the shuttlecocks when it's windy, it's harder to play. But like, and easy. I don't mean like the sports easy itself. I think it's just easy to set up. Like you have a net, you go do it just about anywhere. All right, listen, works for me. But that's one of my posts, my pickleball posts. Getting a lot of great feedback from Black Jaded Wolf. Thank you, Black Jaded Wolf. Making making life easy. It's a great episode. People want people want another one, and you will get another one. She, every time she comes on, she brings it. Like she's she does, man. She's she's someone who's never feels like she's a burden, in my opinion. But she's just like always knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. I don't know how she stays in this game as a dealer week in and week out. Like I'd be interested to hear. Like, do dealers fry out? Like, is it? Like, do they ever take two, three, four weeks off? Like, how can they? Right? Yeah. I mean, she's always making moves too, right? I mean, that's got to be tiring. I, I mean, it's what, it's what you're saying. I, I'll ask. I'll ask next time. What do you do to unwind? She's going to be like, I start dollar boxes. <laughs> you know, like, like, what are you doing? All right, cool. But she's going to be at Chantilly with us. So maybe we'll maybe we'll catch up there. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll actually be a witness to some fun deals or something like that that we could talk about on our next episode of uh, Black Jada Wolf on Cage. Check that out. And also check out the most recent couple episodes of Cajun Guardboard. I mean, real great stuff as we lead into the NBA season. I mean, top 10 dunker lists. I mean, all kinds of great stuff. I mean, it, it is it is real fun content. So take a listen if, if you haven't yet, guys. All under the Luka Nation Network umbrella. So, sports. Did I do okay there? You did amazing. Okay. I, have, I have a question. Shoot. Are breakers worried? Yeah. That's why they're traditionally, all doing betting picks. <laughs> traditionally, sports breakers are now doing sports betting, and they're yeah. now doing Pokemon. Yeah, wait till the wait till the great wax crash of late 2022, early 2023 happens. You breakers are gonna be here where we are. You can't thrive when we struggle. That's what the hobby wants. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, you know, there's been a lot of pre-ordering of stuff. There's been a lot of pre-ordering of boxes, people buying, you know, allocations from other people, people buying in the secondary, and and what you're noticing stuff stuff that didn't happen for the last two to three years is that people who are pre-ordering these things a day or two after release day. They're below what people were pre-ordering them at. The secondary used to be crazy. Used to be like a use the Fleer Metal um, upper deck as an example. I mean, I'm pretty sure direct to dealer was like 
a hundred and something, two hundred dollars a box, literally, two hundred fifty bucks maybe, you know, and people were breaking it for eleven, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a box. That's greed, but it's it, it's the norm for what we had here in the hobby, especially a product like that. People were waiting for and all that stuff, right? And I remember somebody RBI, like somebody was breaking it at like seven fifty a box on release day or the second day, and everybody was like, "He's breaking too cheap. How's he breaking it so cheap? Like, how are we gonna make profit on this?" Okay, we all know kind of what it was at. And now I think the boxes are like four hundred bucks, maybe even less, right? So people are seeing that, people are watching that, and when I say people, I'm saying it from both sides of the equation. The more important one are the consumer. People are watching that and saying, "I'm not. Why would I break something for thirteen hundred dollars when it's going to be four hundred dollars a box a week or two later, right? Why would I ever do that?" And that's happening on more and more products. But the manufacturers are also not stopping churning out garbage, like elite, uh, whatever, first off the line Spectra coming out this week. I mean, there's just crap upon crap. And Panini's Dutch auctions, I don't think anything sells out now on their site for less than, for more than the actual bottom that they're going to let it go to. I saw one first off the line. I forget what the hell it's called because I don't even care. I would never open it. You don't like Elite Dunrus? No, it's not even Elite. I like, I'm just, I just throwing these the names out of these day. like low-end products that are, I mean, I, I can look. There's a, there was a first little off the line that just came out today. Take a look at uh, uh, Backyard Max story or his post. He was posting all of the things that are coming out. And you can see like a list of all these things. Like impeccable soccer or impeccable WWE. But there was something else. There's like a first on the line like football product that you're like, what? Who the hell needs this? You know, there's this a million a million things that are on there. And what you're going to notice is that these – Every week, there's a dozen new releases, maybe more, and people don't want them. People definitely don't want them at the prices that are being paid for it. And on the other side, some of these breakers who don't have direct allocation are buying these products from other people. They're buying it thinking that they're going to be able to sell it for double, triple of what the direct price is. And you can't because there's no more demand for that. So it's going to be a squeeze, man. It's going to be an interesting thing to watch what happens with the breakers. You guys better get skinny. You better squeeze through those red, red. What is it? The red rocks in uh, the Grand Canyons. This is red Beautiful. rocks. This is the edge. This is the time to go uh, cash in your chips and go travel, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I highly sure. recommend Tulum. If you guys ever go to Tulum, I know some people. Bali as well. Hawaii is an amazing place. Suns got their revenge against the Mavs. Is that really revenge? Winning well, like a this is how game? <laughs> how the cookie crumbles. How how the turntables turn. <laughs> One game seven. Where the Mavs go and play the Warriors instead of the Suns, the Suns free fall into eight innings, doesn't want to be there, etc. If one game, two quarters go different, I think the Suns present a very difficult matchup to last year's Warriors, and it is revenge, even though they did not look good at all, and they bench Chris Paul. Dallas looked like Dallas was up like twenty points at half. I mean, I I looked at that score at halftime; they were up like. 62 to 40 something, 62 to 40, something like that. And I'm like, all right, that's over. I'm like, this game, I didn't even go back. And then I saw your post today, and it's like they got their revenge. I'm like, what the hell happened? Damien Lee. Damien Lee, yeah. Steph Curry. Damien Lee is married to Steph Curry's sister. So by transitive property, he's a winner. Damien Lee is a winner, actually, by the way. And he he got buckets at the end of the game. All right. I mean, that's how you do it. You hit the game winner, and you win the game. 
So, I mean, a lot of basketball, not a lot of basketball tonight. We, as a card talk, you know, station, news network, whatever we're going to call it, we have to talk for a second about Zion. Look good. Look good. I mean, 25 points is, like, low nowadays. He made made Simmons look like his baby back bitch. And I (laughs) I loved every second of every Do you know what he has? And I've said this a couple times, and I watched it in the game last night. I watched some of he has the quickest second bounce. He has a quick first step. It's the second bounce. It's when he shoots, he goes up, and you would think, okay, there's people on the ground. Mm-hmm. His miss, those people should be able to jump. He somehow gets to the ground and back up to get his own rebound faster than the guys who are already on. It's the weirdest thing, but he's got this, like, second bounce. It, it, it really is an amazing thing to watch. You miss a layup, boom, and he's back up faster than anybody else. I don't know how he does it, but he does. It's the stuff that doesn't you don't see unless you watch the games. It doesn't. It, there's no stat like quickness of double bounds. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but he does. He has it though. I don't care. It's nuts. They did a sports science on Jordan. I'm not comparing Jordan to Zion, but like, does Jordan hang in the air longer than other athletes? And if you watch him, you're like, he floats, right? How do you def- how do you explain that? Right? Like, it's only when yeah. you play you feel it. So I agree. His and. He's not that tall. Like I think Ben Simmons is taller, Durant is taller, but he does out rebound people. He does out rebound people with that yeah. quick second bounce. He ju- the second bounce is crazy. A couple little like you know they're, they're not going to mean anything, but two two games that surprised me. I mean the Spurs I guess are tanking for for Wimbenyama, but I thought maybe if they were going to have a chance at a game playing against a Lamelo Ball less Hornets that they would at least show up. And they lost by like 20-something points. Terry Rose is scary. Terry with a, with a big game. Kelvin Johnson's like that, that old team. He scored 20. So that one surprised me a little bit. Also, the Jazz came out with a little bit of a win there. You know what I mean? And then I was expecting the Jazz to basically go 0-82. You know? <laughs> that's not that's the NBA. Yeah. Colin Sexton's good. Uh, Laurie Marketing's very good. Colin Sexton is gritty, man. He's, he's as tough as they come. I remember one game. He came in and he like tapped the the Kyrie on the before the game on the like the shin. He's like, "You're gonna have a long game today, Bell," and he put up 42 on him. But I, I think we have rosy uh, colored eyeglasses when it comes to Michael Porter Jr. and we do this all the time. They look bad too. Yeah, they look real bad. We th- I, so I said it was like, how are they going to integrate Murray and MPJ? And you were we right. Just assumed. They look lost. Michael Porter Jr. played well in the bubble, but they look just as lost in the bubble. Yeah, the spacing is off. With, we with said, three of them out there, the spacing's off. It's weird. And we said it, and it's like you can't just snap your fingers. Like Jokic was playing a completely different role. And yeah. it's it's gonna be is there's gonna be work to be done. The I'm other not, one, we don't give plays. I mentioned this guy when we were talking about like what you're looking for in the NBA and stuff like that. And last night he did not do anything to dissuade me from thinking of him as a buy low option. Cam Reddish. I mean, Cam Reddish last night outscored he outscored quickly, he outscored Barrett, he outscored D Rowe, he outscored like the whole all of them combined. Right? He had a great game. And you know, he looks like, and you were the first one. I mean, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. You, when he was trading, well, you're like, this guy, he's, you know, new change of scenery, the whole nine yards. He, you know, he's going to have a chance. He's out of Atlanta where they had like six of him. Um, and you would think, though, the Knicks are a log jam too. They got a bunch of people. But I've always said this RJ Barrett does not look like that guy. I know they were signing him. He looks a little slow. He's always looked that way, but he, he just doesn't. He doesn't look motivated, you know what I mean. And and Reddish looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder, and, and he had a good game last night. They didn't win. They went to they put in the overtime. 
You know, they, they pushed them last night. The reason the Cam Reddish played was because Quentin Grimes was injured. Well, like it, it's it's ludicrous when they traded Kevin Knox for Kevin for Cam Reddish, who's uh, he's 22 years old, same <laughs> draft class as Zion and RJ. You have an athletic, tall, long like that is what the NBA is. It's it's point guards that could shoot now Curry and these athletic two way swing guards that could do a lot of stuff. OG Remember, we haven't had a Devontae Graham for me. You're like, who's the next one? No one's tickle your fancy. Like, I may on Saturday at the Chantilly show be looking for some reddish cards if I could find them. We talk about bargains. No one's going to be buying that stuff. But he's a guy I could see getting a starting role and putting up 20 points a game literally out of nowhere for the New York Knicks, which – He looked like their best player. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> he, did. he had a great game. So that's – I'll be looking for that. I'll be looking for that. I think about it. So you have Derek Rose who's – Older, not as athletic. Jalen Brunson, not as athletic. Julius Randle, not as athletic. RJ, slow. I agree. You you can't find a spot for one of your athletic guys. Yeah, like the guy it's, who it's actually is filling the bucket. It, it it made no sense that they didn't. It's just one game, but we've been talking about him as somebody who should get an opportunity and is a buy well, low. If you see, so you say just if you see flashes of potential like that, and you have a meddling team. It's your job as the organization to help develop that talent, even if you don't want to keep him so you could trade him. But yeah, to get Well, talent. that's the other thing in my brain. Like you develop him, if he's not going to fit in your thing, get him out there, give him a platform, move him, get something that does fit your stuff, and let him have an opportunity somewhere else. That works with, with what I'm, I'm saying about buying his cards too. So you know what I would love? I'd love Bradley Beal for Cam Reddish would be an amazing yeah, trick. Cage should do like a, a, a top 10 list of guys like Reddish, guys who are potential – by low candidates for the NBA this year because he watches so much basketball and knows the guys, knows that he may think Reddish is, you know, we've seen his ceiling and he's not a team player and, you know, too much ISO and blah, blah, blah. He may say I'm wrong, which I'd be curious to hear. But that would be some cool content also because it kind of dovetails with people are looking for that. People are looking for it's a long season. Give me a guy I can put, you know, and it's not a killer investment. You know, and I'll I'll be I'll be a reddish fan this year and buy a bunch of his PSA tens and you know hopefully Colin he does Sexton, well. Lori Market and Cam Reddish, JD McDaniels, Kevin Porter Jr. I don't know, he's cheap for a reason. Tyler yeah. Hero in the starting lineup now. Well, Hero is awesome, but remember the last time he went into the starting lineup, you didn't like it because he's playing a different role. So you I don't know. We'll see if it's different this time. Now Kyle Lowry plays that role. Yeah, I like Lowry. And now you put Hero at the two guard. Yeah, he doesn't have to distribute. Remember, you, what you didn't like about him being in the starting lineup was that he was—he's not a point guard. He doesn't have to he's distribute. Not he doesn't have, he's not a passing guy. He can play off the ball now and actually heat it up. He looked good too. He led the team in scoring, I think. Right? I see his trajectory as like a Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal in a better organization. Like here. One last thing: What do the Heat do to Bam Adebayo? Is he? he <laughs> at one point, he was supposed to be. He was awesome, and now he's not. He's a shell of himself. So, another episode, Luca Nation. Look out for a live show from Chantilly. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming up this weekend. We love you. Have an amazing, amazing. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.